1: what else
2: you want to do you want to just talk about God damn it. yes 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 absolutely um, another episode straight no chase of the podcast thank you very much for joining us please like us share us subscribe to us tell your friends tell your mother etc 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 um we are everywhere iTunes you know spotify anchor we all over the place so we want to hurry up and go ahead and get started because we got a lot of stuff to cover. So, uh, my name is John. We're going to go around the horn. KG, what's up? What's cracking,
1: KG, uh, down in Texas, shipping on some tequila tonight, Class Azul. Throw the raw.
0: What's going on, y'all? Rasheen, aka Ra, Uncle Nearest, um, 1865 Premium. I'm out of it, so I got to get something new. I got to get That's me awesome. a new bottle. Have my water earlier, Ox. All
2: right, man. <laughs> Back again, boy. These two days is killing me in the gym, but I'm here. We're gonna make it do what it do. It's all about the it's health. Bad. I was told that health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to have it. So, um, speaking of, now we was talking about this offline. We got a whole lot of stuff to get into. I'm gonna try to keep this as succinct as possible, but um. KG came in and was like, you know, how are we doing? And basically, Keltrick, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, but when you say, how are we doing? I'm assuming that you mean mentally, emotionally, all of those things, you know what I'm saying? And that goes into what I was earlier saying, health as well, right? So gentlemen, to start this off, how do y'all feel about, how do you feel mental health wise, period? And then to get a little bit deeper, how do you feel about therapy? And mental therapy and getting all that kind of stuff done, especially around now with COVID and you know all this other good stuff going on. you have problems with it? You feel like you don't need it? It's not a good idea. Where's your outlook on that? KG, let's try that. Okay, okay, I'm going first.
1: <laughs> um, listen I, I think people should take. Should, should, I think people should go to therapy. Even when they don't need therapy, it's very beneficial. It's you do checkups for your you do physical checkups at least you should you know annual checkups as a preemptive way to determine you know, your, your your physical being. Why not do the same thing for your mentals? You life is very difficult, it's stressful, and when people don't deal with those stress those stressors, it becomes you know tough to kind of navigate that. I mean, we all, we all dealt with some type of trauma to some extent when we were growing up that has been unaddressed. So I'm pro-therapy, I'm pro-mental pro health uh, in terms of taking care of yourself, or mental health care. Do the same thing for my physical being. And y'all already heard of the episodes where I, I go get massage and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm all for any type of care that will better one's being. So if you can do it, do it. I'm seeing a lot more people use terminology from therapy, like the word trigger. Uh, people are recognizing that certain things can trigger a response or emotion. So I salute that, man. I think that's part of the reason why I, I feel like we, some of the movement can be associated with people breaking down and dumbing down some of those, you know, prior barriers uh, from the past that may have you know, been a little bit more of a hiccup. So let's do it.
2: No, I mean, that's real. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, like, self-care is the most important thing. Y'all know me, like, you. I think you have to figure out what works best for you. For me, my therapy, my self-care is just being in the gym. I let out all my stress. I do everything. I, if I could live in the gym, shit, I'd probably live in the gym, but <clears throat> but mental mental health, you know, knowing knowing your, to copy off that word, triggers what makes you feel uncomfortable. Having somebody that you can talk to, to, to release, you know th- that's important i mean even having people that care about you to check up on you like we check up on each other this stuff is going on this is like you know you got to have that outlet so i believe it's very important i believe it's therapeutic yeah, yeah
0: what that what is kind of that is kind of like therapeutic though n- no 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 forget therapeutic what about a professional therapist who, who who's a who's a licensed ther- therapist who who's trained to listen to you and take you through all that stuff Oh, I believe that. If I if, if I personally feel that I need to talk to somebody, I support that one hundred
2: percent. You know, keeping it to yourself, trying to figure... say it again. Sometimes that's too late. It can be too late. So you saying just go to a therapist just for shits and giggles, without realizing that you got to go to one? No, I think it's shits and giggles. I think it's
1: more again the parallel I made was, do you go to you? You don't go to the doctor either. But if you ever went to the doctor every year to get the annual physical. They take you through a battery of tests, blood work and things of that nature to kind of say, all right, you know, you're looking pretty good. This is up, this is down, do this, do that, or they give you some recommendations. That's a preemptive thing. When you say I have to go to the doctor, like you tell yourself, I gotta go right now because I don't feel well, that's a more expensive trip because you may have ignored other signs. What the question that John is asking about is, is it okay to go now as a preemptive strike of sorts to look at what's going on up here because this affects everything else?
2: I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I still stay with my answer. I don't, I don't feel like there's any major issues or any major shit that I need to sit down and talk to somebody about. But if I did, do I feel that it's important to do that? Of course. And go to somebody who's special specialized in doing that. Yeah, but. As of right now, I don't feel the need for that. I just need to go to the gym. That's the only shit that stresses me out. If I don't go to the gym, then I'm a total asshole. But, I mean, yeah, if, if you need somebody to talk, you can make your face all day. You want to kill shit. I don't feel like I need to talk to nobody. I'm not going to waste my time and be like, here's $120. Let's talk about some shit. What do you feel like talking about? I don't know, Doc. I just a waste of time, brother. You you just, know, just, a, to you me, I got you, but to me, it's a waste of time if I have nothing to talk about. Like, I'm going to make some shit? Like, so, why are you here? Uh, My brother Keltrick told me to come because it's needed. Are you going through anything? No.
0: That's not how it works, though. That's not how it works. works. They're not going to be like, why are you here? Do you have a problem that you need to talk about? So, you came. So, that's not how it works. You know, um, I I dated this one woman some time ago, and, and she had the nerve. She told me. This is when I was I was dead set against going to therapy. I was a, I was that black man. I was like I don't need to see no shrink. I ain't crazy. My mama was crazy. She she had bipolar schizophrenia. and Man, I ain't like that. I don't need to go on no. Sh- that was that was me. I was that dude. And she said she's like I I'd rather I want you to go to a therapist now so you can you can be your best self. She said I would hate for us to break up and then you start to go to therapy and you become a better person. So we broke up, and I started going to therapy.
2: Now, better That
1: person. was the question that he asked last week, that John asked last week around the dude who was dating the chick. He was foul or whatever. He did He he did whatever he did. Yeah. He got the help that he needed to. He came back, and now he's doing all the things that this chick wanted. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and now she feel like, she, you know, he, he went to therapy. He got better. Now, if he goes with someone else, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. If he comes back to me then I, i'm the beneficiary of the better man that he is but to the n- initial point like when i when i ultimately started going to therapy and i need to go back because it's been a minute since i went to um my therapist but that first meeting it, i didn't sit down and she was like so why are you here she didn't do it so when i sat down she just started asking me questions this is the first session she just started asking, so yeah so you know where are you from and it was a conversation like when you sit down a happy hour, and oh, and, and your mother, how's that? How was that relationship? And then your father, and you got any siblings? And blah, blah, blah. And and then what and your grandparents? And where, Oh, you lived where? And and I had to take her through my history, from from what I can remember from childhood, all the way up to me being at that point, of uh, you know late thirties, um, mid to late thirty year old black man. So, after we started going through that, because she's trained she was able to connect dots that I didn't connect. So I, I would have never thought we needed to talk, you know, like Neil, I don't think we need to talk about anything. But she had connected in the first meeting, she said, listen, so based off of everything you share with me, you know, everything with your family, everything with your medical history, everything with, you know, you as a child, you come up and you came in contact with so many different traumas. And and, and because there were no there were no adults around to protect you, and, and to make sure that you you were safe, and and and, and you were you, you were taken care of, what happened was as a kid your coping mechanism was to shut off emotion because if you emoted it through all of your trauma, more likely than not you wouldn't be here. So mm-hmm. so don't you don't emote because she would ask me all these questions. She be like, yeah. So how did how did you feel about that? How'd that make you feel? Oh, so and I would always be like, feel. No, you, you handle your business. You keep it moving. You don't got time to feel. You got like if you feel, you're not gonna. Now I have problems to fix. I'm not feeling through things. So she was like, "So you shut off feelings? You shut off emotion?" And Come that's why shoot you shoot off. It, and then, you and then she said, this. "This, this is this what this was the gut punch." Then she goes, "That was your coping mechanism as a child because there were no adults there." She said, "But you're an adult now, and you don't have to shut off your feelings no more." I was like, I felt like dude didn't analyze you. I was like, you, you, you're good. I like you. Because she nailed it on the head. I was shutting yeah. off emotion, shutting off feelings. I didn't have to deal with nothing. I didn't care. I was borderline sociopathic. And she was like, you, you don't have to be like that because you did that to protect yourself from the world. She's like, you're a grown-ass man now. You create the world that you're you going to live in. So what you're going to do? I was like, man. But, Neil, I didn't think I needed to have that conversation.
1: And I'll, I'll, present, this to, I'll present this to you as well, Neil. You t- we talk a lot about this, about the the shift in all of us as we progressed over the last 20 years that we've known each other, 20-plus years at this point. Wow. If you look at Rasheem that you met and Rasheem is now, if you look at me when you met me, where I am now, have have we evolved in any significant way? I salute you, of
2: course, 100%. John
0: doesn't think so. John thinks we're the same people. You just I think John on a higher
2: level. But, but, but the thing about it is yeah. I look at it like everything you're saying is a complete, 100% valid. It makes sense. It sounds good when you hear it. I feel refreshed, like I'm talking to angels. <laughs> uh, however, my ass is complex room of thoughts, emotions, and mem- memories. I might be a little screwy. I might be a little fucked up. We all are. I, I might have issues, But... Do I love myself? Yes. Do I think if I'm a great father? Will I probably fuck up tomorrow? Yeah, but I I'm not ready to do that yet. You're missing I the, point. Y'all. I, See, I, the point. I think y'all missing the point. Neil is this Neil is the type of dude that is never going to go to therapy. Never. Never. Neil will be and and knows people that. Who will that. Do like that. Um I did not go to therapy for many, many years. I never uh, um dude, was up. You was that dude too, I remember, you like, I ain't going to goddamn therapy. I mean, I've been there. I feel like uh, it is pointless for me to pay somebody to tell me about stuff that I know. So if you ain't going to tell me something that I don't know, then there's no point in me paying you for that. Me and Kelsey talk about this shit all the goddamn time. I mean, um, and I've gone through marriage therapy. I have done family therapy. Um, I've done individual therapy the most recent episode of me going to therapy has been very beneficial because it's the first time somebody's like, this is what's going on or whatever the case is. And it was something that I had not, you know, come to the conclusion about or whatever. And I really needed a person that was like a third party. So y'all know me very well. The people in my life know me very well, my family and so on and so forth, but it is very difficult for them people to tell me certain things I'm just not going to receive it. I'm not going to hear it. I, I, I just will not. But a uh, a stranger that's kind of like Rashid, like Rasheem said, has heard all my little stuff and has been like, this seems to me to be what's going on. And then when she presented it back to me, I had to sit back and be like, that is absolutely true. And I had just never considered it before. And it is definitely something that I'm trying to, you know, incorporate more into my life and blah, blah, blah. But there are some people that's like Neil, um, that's just simply not going to do it. You know, I don't think Neil is a not going to do it. I don't think Neil believes in it. I'm
1: saying that like you, I'm telling you, I don't think Neil believes in it. However, I think you have three people that you love that are giving you testimony that dude is beneficial. Right. Like when, you, when you, but if you go into it like this and BS, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be useless. But to John's point, John, John shared therapy, family therapy, individual marriage, I mean, all different types of therapy. Everything. And he, you know, I, don't, I he didn't say if he found value in the other ones. He made made ain't married no more. So you tell me. Sometimes people therapists tell people you need, it's better for you to get a divorce. Right. I know I'm therapists the, they tell people, don't
2: that people that. I'm gonna be the asshole with it on my point of view. I got people that love me, I got people that hate me. I got people that think I'm fucking amazing. I got people that probably think I'm worse than shit. Either way, I'm still gonna be fucking me. So love me or hate me, still me. It's not it's not about that. But You're gonna you know. be you. I mean, like Neil said, if he doesn't feel that, I I totally get what y'all are saying that you like do it pre preventive preventatively or whatever. Neil is just that kind of person that's just simply not gonna do it. I've told my family members, like uh, like my mother, I'm in therapy when she was like, well, you know, are you crazy? not are you crazy, but she was like, well, what's going on? Do you have bipolar? Right. What's happening? I was like, God damn it, I'm just tired of doing the same stuff. I don't, I don't know necessarily what I have. It turns out that I do have um, authoritarian disorder.
0: That's true. That, that ain't new. And you know that's what what not new, I've known that,
2: I've known it's, that. Since we're being honest, I'll be totally honest with something. I just don't trust a lot of people. Like I'm happy with the way I'm exactly John. I (laughs) I don't trust a lot of people, so I'm either always gonna look at you as what's your angle, what's your hustle. No, I don't want to let you in. Why the fuck are you trying to get close to me? Leave me the fuck alone. That's
0: me. Neil, good. Neil, Neil. They're not trying to get close to you. I don't even want you to fucking talk to me. But here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody's one one traumatic event away from major psychosis. Everybody. Everybody. Oh, Everyone one, push one, one, tra- one traumatic event from going over the ledge. What, what helps us is if we have good mental well-being, like good mental health. That's... And, and a part of maintaining good mental health, just like a part of maintaining good physical health, you go to the gym, a part of maintaining good mental health is having... A therapist to work, work you through certain things to keep you mentally in shape it's the same thing you know what i'm saying it's like if you go to the gym and, and you you bulk up to the point where you you can you put easily throwing up two plates on each side of your bar you know what i'm saying like nothing 245 pound plates on each side of your bar like it's nothing because you do that because you a beast right you stop working out then you go back to the gym a year later you not you're not pushing that because you haven't been working out it's the same thing with mental health piece Mm -hmm. the therapist helps us mentally work out so if we do come up on like traumatic events we in better shape to deal with it because if we're not in good shape to deal with it i mean don't push me because i'm close to the ledge that's what's gonna happen
1: Have y'all ever has anybody ever thought about suicide at all
0: ever like taking my own life no
2: (laughs) i I don't i don't know if i've ever told y'all this i have attempted suicide I was very young. I was like 16. You mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, I w- it was something like uh, junior year of high talked school. you was in Dallas. I was in Houston. No, so we talked about this when you were in Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, all that to say, um, there was no such thing as going to therapy in the 90s in my family. I don't recall hearing a therapist existed. I'm sure that they did. But uh, there was no just I. I did we, I didn't even know that that existed until I was an adult. All that to say that I probably needed a lot of therapy because I was I was kind of buck wild as a teenager. And nobody really knew what to do with me or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I will also say this, I knew immediately that I had fucked up bad because I did not want to die. And I was just like, this is oh yeah. a mistake. This was a major, major mistake, and it just, um, everything worked out the way that it did, and it was a good thing, and I'm just, I don't want to dwell on this because this is all heavy and whatnot like that, but in Texas, at least back in those days, after you try that, you have to go to the loony bin. You got to go to the psych ward for X amount of time. You must go into group therapy, so I take that back. They absolutely did have group therapy, and when I was in that group session, you had to go around, everybody's telling their little stories, and it was, like Ross said, trauma after trauma. So, uh, one person talking about being raped, one person talking about being on drugs and just finally giving up, one person, you know, was homeless and didn't have nowhere to go. And it, it was just story after story after story. And in my situation, here I am, like 16, and I was mad at my mother because I didn't get a car or, you know, something crazy. And I was just like, I'm, I don't belong here. I belong somewhere, but I don't belong here. So all that to say that if, um, I had a therapist, if my family was the type of people who knew it and could afford it and gave me that opportunity, it probably would have been very, very helpful for me as a teenager. Um, but we just simply didn't know that. So I'm trying to take those lessons and apply them to my own life, put my children in there. Do they need it? Probably. Um, are any of them trying to jump off a building or anything? No, but you never know. So, Here's some therapy. Talk it out. Get somebody else to talk about me with because you know you need it. It it, do, it does help. So Neil, by all means, don't do it if you don't want to. I totally understand that.
0: I, but I will, I will say, Neil, if you want to try it for free. Mm. I guarantee your job has an um, uh, employee assistance program, yeah. EAP.
2: Oh, yeah. So yeah. you
0: call you call the EAP rep based on whatever setup they have you could get anywhere from three to six sessions for free and you just try it out. You ain't even paying. You don't got to pay a copay or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And then just do it. Just be like, yeah, I want to talk to, I want to talk to a therapist. I want therapy. Go through EAP, find out how many sessions you have, but I would say make sure whoever you go to does take your insurance just in case you like it. Because if you like it, you want to continue and roll with that person and have your insurance pay for it. No doubt. All right. That's all I'm going to say.
2: So, I mean, um, for everybody out there. Nope, think I'm about about a that mental
1: Opening topic, I must say, I just, man. What's up? I love y'all. That was a fantastic opening
2: topic, man. Really? Okay, that's good. See, that's, that's how we do. And now that we've done that very nice constructive topic, let's get into the bullshit. So <laughs> Dr. Dre's divorce. Okay. <laughs> this is a major, major topic here. We got to talk about this. Um, so. Basically, I don't know what you're saying cause you're muted. You're muted. Dr. Dre is about to get a divorce from his wife of like 24 years. Um, and basically he's got $800 million. Now the internet says that his ex-wife wants half, which I understand, but she it's also current. wants spousal support. So she wants half the money and she wants spousal support going forward. And here's the kicker: their kids is grown. Their kids is like 24, so there's no children to take care of. She just wants them to pay her bills, going forward, period, and half. Now, I'm not going to defend Dr. Dre because he's a bum. Let's let's face it, but that don't seem right.
0: Right, he he in Cali- and they in California, right?
2: And there's no prenup
0: it don't matter what he wants it don't matter what i think like she gonna get that like the 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 divorce laws my cousin got divorced in in, in california and it, it was it was all bad it was all bad she, she about to take this dude to through the ringer she will get half and she will probably get that spouse support yeah. it's gonna be all bad but he better keep selling beats that's all i can say
2: and she's a lawyer Mm.
0: what? Yeah. Mm.
1: I, I don't think they're going to get a divorce.
2: If I was him, I would do anything I could to well, not- I'm
1: saying I'm saying that because didn't Vanessa Bryant want a divorce at one point? Yeah. Yeah, but, but she I was mean, still. I'm not, I'm not finished, but I got more questions. Didn't Big Boy's wife want a divorce at one point? I don't know. Oh, but, she yeah. did. She wanted to get a divorce from her for a minute. I think twice, as a matter of fact. They're still married. I say all those are my two examples. I I, I, I can probably find some more, but those are my two examples. I'm saying that because there's a lot of times where people want to separate and they reconcile. I mean, a lot of people get divorced and remarry. I mean, it's a, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, it, will it happen in this situation? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Um, I don't know if, is she necessarily? I mean, I don't know what her grounds for dissolving the marriage are. If right. it's you know irreconcilable differences, I mean, I'm I'm assuming in in her in her um, petition to to dissolve the marriage, she probably listed out some grievances in there. But I, I don't know what those are. So I, I would be remiss if I gave a significant opinion about it. It's a prerogative, man. I mean, she's unhappy. I mean, YOLO. I mean, she's in COVID too, like everybody else. I mean, hell, she want to get out of it because she realized this dude is crazy. I mean, maybe. I'm lying. I don't
2: know. I just find it amazing that she can be like, I want to file for a divorce. You're gonna give me half, and you're gonna pay the spousal support, and we ain't got no kids. And everybody's just like oh, man. She, she should go
1: big. I mean, they're gonna they gonna negotiate down from whatever her starting point is.
0: They don't this have to they don't have to negotiate, I don't think. I think I think at Cali, she's getting half. That's not negotiated. She go like and and if anybody thinks I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments, please. But she's gonna get half in Cali, and she will. And then we'll also get the the spouse support because if he's been the major breadwinner, and she's accustomed to a lifestyle that he's provided, then there's gonna be a continuation of the lifestyle. There is no negotiation. And and the reason why I think it's a little bit different than the Kobe situation. Like they have been in this marriage for what? What'd you say? Twenty four years? Mm-hmm. That's long enough for her to get sick and tired of him. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we did this, I'm through. And she's still young enough to go live a good life. And with all that money, go do other stuff. Really? I, I think with the Kobe and Vanessa thing, they were married. It was early enough in their marriage where Vanessa probably made a decision. Well, I can I could sue him and get half or I can stick around and keep it all. No, because he's going to be really apologetic.
2: I don't
1: think uh, that, uh, you think she was calculated like that?
0: That early in the game, maybe no. Shorty had smart. like two kids or something He's like smart. that. Yeah, but did you see that
2: ring that he gave her? He gave her like an eight million dollar apology ring. He wow. was probably like,
0: "I can stick around and, and keep it all. I don't need half." He going, he he going to be trying to make up for this for the rest of his life. We'll be good. I'll stick around.
2: I mean, Ooh.
1: I don't know her like that. I don't know Dr. Dre's wife like that. I just this man. is all
0: speculation. That's why we are
2: on this this podcast. We need no to chasing, baby. I, just, I mean, I mean, you got some wives in history that have hit their husbands hard. Because I think what the biggest wife wasn't it Paul McCartney's wife that hit him in the head with like the biggest divorce settlement ever? I think it was Paul McCartney's wife.
0: Yeah. Michael Jordan's ex- no, wife. Both Bezos. of them. Paul McCartney's right was wife was first. Then Bezos's it was wife. Who would you say, Rob? Bezos's wife. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She became like what the Bezos. second, third, fourth richest woman in the world immediately off Ooh. off of the divorce settlement. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Speaking
1: of that fool was... before that was Jordan's wife for a he
0: while was so damn stupid The funny thing is and I don't know if this is true or it gonna I'm gonna spill it anyway because I, I don't I don't care I don't know if it's true, but when Bob Johnson got a divorce for what I understand uh his wife She got paid and went her way and then Bob Johnson went down North Carolina and, and bought the um, Hornets made them the Bobcats or whatever. Mm-hmm the judge that did their divorce Mm -hmm. from what i understand ended up dating bob johnson's wife wow you do the divorce yes ma'am you'll get all this all that and then you see her on u street at a happy hour like
2: like, hey what's up with you but i think the 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 craziest at least for me everybody's version is crazy was with jordan's divorce where he didn't he didn't even argue it he didn't do any lawyer he came into court wrote the check was like this what you want There you go, bounced. Because I guess he knew he was going to come up, so he wasn't tripping on the divorce at that time. I think he made out. He made out better in the long run, anyway. But either way, man, to a, a point money wise, where it becomes it's just like imaginary figures. You what know what I'm saying?
1: You lose five hundred million dollars is.
2: I mean, five four hundred million dollars is a huge amount of money, but in your day to day, and in order, for, like this woman has raised your children. She is a good person maybe you know that you have effed up and you stepped out and you did something and you, you know, or whatever. Um, like my man Bezos. Bezos, you you have never heard Bezos say anything about his ex-wife, about trying to get back with her, about anything. He was just like, look, I'm gonna go ahead and cut this check and you go on about your life because I got my new little thing over here. You, You was with me when I built this. Here's your money. The kids is good. You good. I got my new one everybody's moving on and yeah you might have got 30 billion dollars or whatever but i got 30 billion too ultimately it's all going to go to our children so whatever you know what i'm saying it's like imaginary play-doh money when you start talking about people like me that has significantly less let's just say uh it would be extreme i would be a flower buying apologizing baby baby pleasing ass because no not good
1: I don't. I, mean, I don't really care about Dr. Dre and his divorce. Me neither. Kate,
0: hey, you don't be caring about nothing.
1: I, I care about certain things. I just don't care about that. I think they're, you know, bigger fish to fry than. I mean, the, than the he
2: is a bum. He beat uh, D. Barnes back in the day. I don't have much sympathy for him. So it is what it is. Nonetheless, I think that's messed up and foul. Speaking of messed up and foul, we got to talk about. I got the, one. What's up?
1: The chick that was with Epstein who got arrested?
0: Oh, Was it Ghislaine Maxwell? Was that her yes. name? Yes.
2: Yes. What's up with that? Is she going to be alive this time next week? I think so. I think she might get that.
0: They had plenty of opportunity to kill her up to this point. Why you wait till she get arrested? She had the same knowledge. They should have authored they her way back in the day. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah.
1: He has to testify. Like, if she doesn't make it,
2: then you know that it's a conspiracy. Like, it's, you know, it's just. It is. It absolutely is a conspiracy, by the way. And I think that goes very far. Like What's that thing about uh,
1: Fox News uh, cropping uh, 45 out of the picture with uh, her? Say so what? I that. Mean,
0: yeah.
1: All right. So, if you. <laughs> Fox News is off the chain. So, there's a picture. With uh, 45, Melania, Epstein, and the chick, Gaylene, or whatever her name is, Maxwell. Mm -hmm. They cropped him out of the photo, but kept Melania, Epstein, and Maxwell in the picture. Mm -hmm. You got to look look it up. Look it up. Look it up. I I know you all think I'm crazy, but look it up. I've heard of it. Yeah. I think it's, you know, he he is, if she gets to talking, 45 could be in trouble because he is involved in. There's a lot of documents out there that show he's involved. Um, obviously the Prince, the Prince Charles William, whatever his name is, Yeah, um, he's clearly involved. Uh, uh, there's a, uh, an attorney that's supposed to be um, from a Harvard attorney who was uh, Epstein's attorney, I think, it was, or his advisor uh, for a while. I mean, it's just, it's, it's wild, bro. Like, I cannot wait for this to come to fruition to see, you know, what, what is revealed?
0: Cause uh, there is, there's a Netflix documentary. I saw it, Dirty Money. I, I only watched the first episode. And watched I was it. like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could finish watching that.
1: It's not, it's not graphic though. Like I, I was, I was worried about it too. It's not graphic. Uh, and I, in my opinion, it's not as graphic as, as one would think it would pertaining to child
0: were you were you related to r kelly when you compare it to r kelly's document documentary
1: so this may sound solely sort of like i wasn't connected to the victims in the exact same way in epstein's you know his the, the the portrayal of them in his as i was to the victims in the r kelly one okay um um, you know, I don't really have a, a real particular reason why. I just I just was watching it and it was like, I thought it would get to me in a different kind of way, but it, it, the way it was kind of presented, it was more like it, it didn't get real graphic. It didn't get real, like, t- like Ke- R. Kelly joint was real graphic. It was like, man, this dude is, is a sick motherfucker. Epstein clearly is too. Um, but he had a lot, a lot of enablers around him. No different than R. Kelly, but, you know, the enablers and everybody around, you think about the the deal he copped when he was in Florida. Um, it gets into that kind of thing, who the other, it gives you all the arms in his in his documentary. So it's not just about him, but it's like all the people that may be involved as well.
2: Hmm. It was dope. Okay. Scandalous. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes. I mean, uh, I, to be 100% honest with you, like I'm at a stage in my life, I, I can't really consume like that kind of stuff. I know that it's real. I know that it's happening. I know that, um, uh, what is it, it, kidnapping of people and sexual abuse and stuff like that happens literally every single damn day. But I feel like we are bombarded with so much information and I'm the kind of person speaking of mental therapy that will throw me off, like for the whole day. I saw a a documentary, I only started it and it was called The Trials of Gilbert Fernandez or something like that on uh, Netflix, A Little Kid. I I had to turn that off like within two three minutes. I couldn't do it. It's a true story and it's absolutely horrible. I could not watch it because it's just it's a story about a kid that was uh, basically abused and beat to death by his uh, parents and the system completely failed. And you know, the teachers tried to help him and social workers didn't do nothing. Like I saw a couple people talking about it. But then I tried to watch it myself. And the stuff that went on, I want to say it's called The Trials of, the boy's name is like, starts with a G, and it's a Latino name, like Gilbert Fernandez, or something like that. All that to say, those types of things, me personally, I can't consume it. So I haven't seen the R. Kelly joint. I haven't seen anything dealing with this whole situation. Because it's just like, people who abuse innocent children, like, it it doesn't make sense to me and it really really bothers me deeply so I have to like not consume that because it'll have me walking around just pissed off and mad like over something that I have absolutely nothing to do with and can do nothing about but it's it's extremely uh upsetting basically yeah
1: the pre like you know how Netflix now that you do like a little preview of it I watched that and I was like I can't watch this the preview is very like the Epstein one, the preview is not as graphic. Like you know kind of a little bit of the story. With this one, you see this boy's bruises, you see like video of him like laughing and smiling and kind of joking around. Mm-hmm. And it it cut to like, I mean they 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 messed this boy up, man. I mean it was just I, right, I can't I can't take this information. I'm with you, John. Like I don't watch no scary movies ever again. Um I I just can't deal I don't want that kind of stress on me. Right. I can I can watch documentaries because one, it's, it's historic information. I can't watch police killings because that's, I guess, to me and in my in my mental is more current mm-hmm. and that would trigger some different types of things in me um, to your point. But I, I can watch anything kind of historic and kind of compartmentalized and it's taken in for just information and not, and not let it get to me. Just kind of more awareness for what I don't want my daughter to be a part of.
2: Right. It's one of them things. It's better to be aware of it and it's uh, something that we all trying to keep in mind or whatever the case is, but yeah, the fact that it is so damn prevalent is terrible, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's funny to me, I don't know about y'all, but like when you was a kid, did y'all ever get, uh, my mother would send me to the store, you know, on my bike and be like, go get me some cigarettes and some bread and blah, blah, blah. I would never in a million years send my child to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different world than it was back then. But that was very, very normal when we was coming up, you know what I'm saying? Walking to the store, it's that was still the
0: it. It's still the normal, though, John. I've seen, I've seen, or may, um, maybe to the store, like, go around the corner, uh, maybe in, in, in our communities, mm-hmm. uh, but in, in, in more, um, working class, to, to middle class, to upper middle class communities, maybe not so much, but maybe where we come from, they still do that. Because I do remember going to the store to get cigarettes, bread. Easy wider and Bamboo paper, give a note to to Poppy. Mm -hmm. he give you back the product, take it home. Um, Walk into school. Like I've I've seen news reports where people was calling the cops on parents because they saw their kids walking home from school. Like they shouldn't be walking home from school. They was like fifth, sixth graders. I'm like, I was walking to school in the first grade, second grade, what are you talking about?
2: I still see that when I'm when I'm driving to work in DC. It it used to bug me out. It don't bug me out no more. But I used to drive through different parts of DC. You see like a first grader or a second grader, you know what I'm saying, walking to school on their own, walking like blocks to catch the bus, get off the bus. And I'm like, damn, you know, when they daylight savings time change, at seven in the morning, six in the morning, it'd be mad dark. And I'm like, yo, shorty walking four blocks on their own. Like it's just the norm. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes. I think it's just. I think this
1: is a socio economic issue at the end of the day. Um, I've been. I'm. I'm incredibly fortunate because my mom didn't. I mean, we. We didn't. We didn't live close to a place where you can just send somebody to go do something. I did walk to school, uh, but we walked in groups. I remember. I remember the uh, significant emphasis on don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Adam. I don't know if you guys remember Adam, but Adam was the, the kid who was kidnapped. Who was the son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his name is David something.
0: No, it's, it's John Walsh. John Walsh. Or Joe Walsh. Yeah. He, so Adam, Adam, Adam up, was a kid. He ended up at um, um, the, the, the Code National Adam. Museum of Crime and Punishment, a law and punishment yeah. here in D.C. He got the money together for that, too. Yeah, there's
1: a law called Code Adam that, that talks about mm-hmm. missing kids and stuff like that, too. But I, I remember my parents telling me a lot about that and just saying, hey, you can't, you know, be aware of your surroundings. So I've always kind of walked with my head on the swivel, and where I grew up, it just wasn't it wasn't really like that. I never saw homelessness really until I got to DC. Like in, mm-hmm. you saw, there was like a, an area where people were homeless, but I didn't I never saw it by and large that people didn't have. It. I was like, man, these people really live out on the street. It was it was just, it blew my mind. And also in DC, I saw to your point, Neil, kids catching a metro that was like eight nine years old by themselves. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then you think about how many kids have gone missing, like you know, Rob. Remember, I don't know if John and Kelsey guy had it back in the era, but in our era in New York, we used to have kids on a milk box missing. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like I'm sure there's millions of kids go missing no more. I mean now, and you don't even see. They don't even talk about that. They used to have flyers on the milk box. Have you seen this kid? Um, all that. But now it's just like, it's sad to say. It feels like. Every other day, somebody's kid is end up missing. So nobody even sheds a tear on that no more. And I'm like, damn, is our society that fucked up? Like, that's the norm. Like, oh, they're gone. I mean, statistically, we are in a much safer society, crime-wise, than we were when we was growing up. Like, violent crime rates are way down. Murder, rape, child abuse, all that stuff. It still happens, still happens way too often, but compared to how it was, in the 80s or in the 70s, something like that.
0: Oh, no comparison. See, but I don't, I don't, it, it was different for me because, you know, and, and Neil may remember this, I don't know, but yeah, so we, I saw the movie Adam and that had me shook, mm-hmm. right? But then I also saw uh, the Atlanta child murders. We grew up during the time of the Atlanta child murders where they was just snatching up little black kids off the street in Atlanta and they was being found murdered. And, and our parents traumatized us over that. Cause like the parents were traumatized. You're talking about in the, you know, 80s, early 80s, kids is getting snatched up and killed. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I grew up in Yonkers where they, where the son of Sam, who was running around murdering people yep. in Manhattan, yep. people lived up the street from me. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, they were, he, 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 just, Yonkers. Like they was, there was like real, like people were dying. And, and as a kid, it's like you're living through a horror flick, and it is a level of trauma that came along with it. So then I got a little bit shook off of that, so I'm not trying to be out at, after a certain time unless I'm with my peoples or with my family, but like the day-to-day stuff, walk to school on your own. My school was probably about a mile down the road. Walk to school in the morning, walk home after school. Don't let it be Halloween. We trick-or-treating on the way home. So we we in the street we had, we had
1: parental advisories when we we went trick or treating like my mom or somebody some somebody was chaperoning us when we went trick or treating. Uh, when I lived in the projects, we would go to the little area behind us, and there was always a group of kids from the projects that kind of went out and hung out. Um, certain things that
2: was the norm that was cool because you triggered something when you said trick or treating. I remember trick or treating was 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 fun, but I don't remember what era that was when all of a sudden people started putting stuff in the candy. So it's almost like your parents had to. Break down the candy. Catch cat, cat was putting like pins or crazy shit inside the mm-hmm. store candy, and it yeah. was. I heard that, that was. a i heard that was kind of like a
1: rumor, because when you look, when you look yeah. it up, when you look it up, it's not like a lot of cases that thing even occurred.
0: I I don't know if it was a rumor, but I do remember every single year we come home with bags of candy, and my mother had to shake it out, and we do that, dig through it, deal through the wrapper to make sure there were mm-hmm. no pins in it, and not like that. But then again, maybe that was like a little, like she was gaming us because she would take candy and be like, I gotta see if this safe <laughs> and she be eating it all. You know what I'm saying? I was like, e- my Tootsie Rolls. Like, right. nah, she running hustle. You know,
2: what was y'all's favorite candy back in the day? It has nothing to do with anything, but what was it? The first one that come to mind,
1: and my favorite was Chico sticks, but I used to love Boston baked beans. I still eat them if I need to,
2: if I can hold I don't on. think I've ever heard anybody say that that was their favorite candy. Chico's. Austin baked beans. I mean, if I had to go back to that first favorite, taking it back to the young days, Bazooka Joe's. Because you could chew them joints and read the comic books after. So
0: we was always rocking them joints. Bazooka right. and, um And the pop rocks. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups for me.
2: I loved Butterfingers. Man, I loved Butterfingers. <laughs> well, mean, you know. I, I, I eat the candy. The pity candy. The little chews. Y'all ever heard of the chews?
0: Hell yeah. What, peanut chews or the regular well, chews? peanut chews? Yeah. Oh, yeah, peanut chews. Boston chew and peanut chew. No, 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 The, the
1: soft chews is like little chews. It had like a little little character on them. It had the red joints, the strawberry, the watermelon joints. Yeah, Let's little... talk about something else now, please?
2: <laughs> now, so we had all that stuff. Unfortunately, we got to talk about your man, Trump. So he has officially come out as a white supremacist. I mean, everybody knew this already. We already knew kind of what he was about and so on and so forth. But now with his re-election kind of ramping up or whatever, the re-election campaign, he is really taking it to the next level. And he is basically um, doing the speeches and just telling people, hey, you got these other people that want to tear down statues. They want to erase your history. Vote for me. I'll make sure that no statues ever get torn down again. Right. Because um, wh- what's going to happen next? They're going to come to the Washington Monument. What's gonna happen after that? And I think it is going to be, I think he's, people are listening to this and it's starting to get some traction out there. You know what I'm saying? What gives you the impression it's getting some traction? Um, the amount of favorable response that I saw to his speech in right-wing media. So similar to Keltrick, uh, I pay attention to the face, uh, to the Fox News of the world, and you know, different other little places like that and my conservative right-wing media ate that speech up They was like finally somebody is saying what we want to hear we are we do not want our statues uh, torn apart we don't want our history erased beautiful bravo it got rave reviews in those types of um publications or whatever and the reason i think it's so important is because so many people try to be like well I don't pay attention to nothing Trump does. I'm not worried about him. I don't give a damn about it. He is still the president, and the stuff that he says um, gives him a pulpit that really not many people can kind of compete with. And I think that there's a lot of white people out there that hear what he's saying and are like, "We actually agree with him." And you they don't mine. You've
1: been saying a lot though, like from the beginning of us, you know, kicks, kicking this off again. You think this dude's gonna win? Correct. This, I don't think there's any way in hell he can win unless they cheat, which he may. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it could be like it was in Georgia and Kentucky. Um, I mean, clearly, that you know, the Voting Rights Act being gutted allowed those things to occur. I don't. I don't think he's going to win. I, I expect the right-wing uh, news media to be highly supportive of everything that he does. I mean, he is their candidate. I mean, that's you shouldn't be shocked at that um i think if you look at historically neutral parties like i would say npr ap news um you know places like that i think you would find that a lot more tempered response to his speech i don't i think what you see is the people who are going to support him 100 no matter what he says or does i mean just but that's those are the minority Mm -hmm. The people of the american population like no the people who like him are not in the majority at all
0: mm, I, my, my i don't my concern is in him winning i don't think he's going to win i don't think he has enough i don't think he's going to have enough votes in these states the states that he pulled that helped him win last time um uh, he's not going to win pennsylvania he's not going to win wisconsin i don't think he's going to win michigan matter of fact bold prediction I say he loses. I, I say Biden wins in a landslide. Wow! wow. Here first, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. Now, now, here's here's my thing. My concern isn't whether or not he wins the presidency. My concern is that he is resurrecting the Confederacy across the South, and just racist white folk in the North. Hear me out with the resurrecting. We know they've always been there. We know they've been cool enough to say what they say if you come into their area now they're being more vocal they're mm-hmm. being more open they're mm-hmm. being more out because they feel they have a champion in the white house so hold on so my thing is even when he doesn't win the white house we're going to start to see an uptick in racial incidents across the country We've the, the next generation yeah I mean uh,
2: wait I, on I, got to, I got to unpack this because it doesn't what you're saying doesn't make sense. If on one hand you like um white people are hearing it, they are waking up, they're supportive, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they are, and white people are the majority in uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, all the so-called battleground states, how is it that he is not going to win? You're making an assumption,
1: man. You're making a, a very broad assumption and it's
0: just i can unpack that
1: go ahead go
0: ahead i can unpack that um all white folk aren't the same thank you period in the story all white folk aren't the same and then on top of that we're getting closer and closer to to a younger generation who's now allowed to vote that younger generation have believed this lie that their society tried to tell them that we're all equal, everyone has the same chance. They believe that lie. Now they have seen, oh y'all been playing around, and they upset. And they're seeing what Trump is doing. And at any given moment, they could pick up their phone and research something they don't like. And when we were in school, they could tell us anything. We could read anything in the book. Now they got a handheld computer. They could be like, mm, no, you're wrong. Trump stay lying. No, nope, nope those are racist white folk no nope. oh and, and they're gonna act on that and then on top of that this is the thing that people don't want to accept all those black folk who didn't vote in 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 detroit in philadelphia all those black folk who didn't vote um coming out of uh, 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 certain areas in wisconsin like if you you could fill a football stadium with the people who didn't vote that turned that election towards trump all you need is a football stadium worth of people Mm -hmm. I think they're coming out this time.
2: Very, very interesting. So to reiterate. They they say that he's losing
1: ground with middle class white women or the working class white women. He won that the last time. Uh, I I don't think he's going to get the youth vote. I don't think he's going to get the black vote. He's going to get the the white male vote. I think Mm -hmm. Hispanics may be Mm -hmm. 50-50. With that calculation, he doesn't win.
0: Can, can I just add something real quick because I'm also live streaming right now on, okay. RG, like, I'm on for like, IG. I'm live right now. But for like the two people who, who are on there with us. And, and Neil, you, you remember your old student, Deja, that you had in elementary school Yes. that, that I ended up working with when she was in college. Yes. H- had her for, at this point, her whole damn life between elementary to college. She just asked what our opinion was on Biden. If we had an opinion on Biden. Excellent
2: mm-hmm. question. The, mm-hmm.
1: Biden is, Biden is a flawed candidate as well. We had the same election four years ago between Hillary and 45. We know what 45 is all about. You got three, three and a half years of of this experience. And I think most people are like, I don't like this experience. This is not a good ride. Let me jump off. I think with Biden, it's, He's a much, he's a politician. I think the, the, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that may not make sense. <laughs> the primary goal is to get 45 out of there. It, it could be, you know, uh, what's the, what's the little, uh, Hip Hop Harry could be running against Trump right now. And I would vote for Hip Hop Harry. Uh, if you're old, you're going look up Hip Hop Harry, he's off the chain. But I would vote for him as opposed to 45 because the dude is, he, he's, he's maniacal.
0: Joe Biden.
1: Um, Joe Biden will have four years, and I think after that, the minority vote should really demand some return on their the voter investment. We've never done that before, mm. and the primary goal right now is to get forty-five out. So Biden is going to win the the minority vote, whether we like him or not, or dislike him. He's okay. He was Obama's vice president, so he's just he's just okay.
0: Deja agreed with you.
2: No, nah. I mean I—I'll I, say it in the simplistic terms, I guess, kind of like Keltrick said. We don't really know much about Biden. That was just Obama's right hand man, and he's getting the pass because he rocked with Obama. You should be but, done. What's about
0: Biden? Yeah. Um, we do know a lot about Biden. No, 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 he said you said we don't or we didn't. We did not Did not. Just, now, did not. My, but my problem is we did back then. Like everything people are complaining about for Biden now ain't new news. That's has always been there. You know what I'm saying? Now now that he's running for president, people want to to, to, to throw it out. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no no, no 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 talking no, no, about Biden.
2: no you good but I mean at the end of the day man listen whether I like well being totally honest, do I like Biden? Eh he's all right. But between him and who we have now, oh yeah. I'm I am i I'm with <laughs> Biden all day. So I'm not saying like Biden is I have bells and whistles yeah. like you know, yeah.
1: Biden, But yeah, Kanye is another candidate if you if you want to choose him too. I'm just put that out there. He's
0: working with Trump.
2: Can you please press the boo button? You had to do that, didn't you, Howie Hawkins him. is the Green Party candidate for president. You could also vote for him. You said Sadie Who? Hawkins? Howie Hawkins.
0: Oh, Sadie <laughs> Hawkins.
2: Howie Hawkins. How come Kanye gets more respect than Howie Hawkins? Can we talk about Howie
0: that? Hawkins?
2: That's the problem. Okay, so number one, Biden, um, I think, has early onset Alzheimer's. He is in his 80s, or almost. By the time he's elected, he'll be the oldest president, if he was to be elected. Um, Aren't we tired of old white men at this point? Uh, No, the main goal is not getting Trump out, because it's it's not. The main goal is reparations. Biden ain't going to do it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So number one, Trump is going to get the majority of white people, period, just like he did in the last election. White people are still the majority in this country. Therefore, he's probably going to be reelected. Also, your math is so fucked up. It's too real. But you know, I I cannot wait. I don't I want to be wrong. I really, really do. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Biden would not be a better president for the country. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying, however, based on and I talk to likely voters on a regular basis, there is a lot of people who like what Trump is talking about. There really, really is. They ain't on Facebook. What's up? There's a lot of people who like what he's saying, a lot of people who like what Kanye's saying, there's a lot of people. Who... No, there's not a lot of people that like what Kanye's saying. You ain't gonna but, find nobody that likes what Kanye is saying.
0: But, oh, but, yes, they are, brother. The oh interesting God. thing is, last week you, so you brought up John, you brought up the amount of money that Trump had raised as yes. like a big, but but did you know that Biden in that same time period rate outraised them? I did raise more money.
2: You announced that after our taping, but yes, I did. All
0: right, so. So, if we're, if we're looking at how they raise money as a factor, then Biden's ahead, ain't he?
2: Biden might be ahead in that particular period. Um, I'm trying to be as clear as possible. Uh, the reason that Trump's going to win with me and my messed up math is because the majority population still supports him. All right? They like what he's saying, they are very afraid of what they see. They see black people in the streets tearing down statues painting on streets they feel uncomfortable with that and they like the fact that there's this white guy saying it's okay to be white i'm gonna fight for you and they're gonna tell us anything and everything they're gonna be like yes black lives matter all day long once you get into that ballot room and you there's nobody else there but you and that piece of paper or that computer screen they're gonna hit trump but you think, hey. you think you think the you think the people
1: who work at the Lincoln, the link I sent y'all this the thing, the Lincoln uh the Lincoln group or whatever it is.
2: You think they voted for Trump? I don't know what that is. Are they white?
0: Yes. Yeah. Republicans. I say the
2: majority of them are, yes.
0: What is it, the Lincoln Project or something? Let me, like that? Let me,
2: let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this.
0: Wait, wait, hold on a second. Before you go there, I just wanted to um something you have pointed out about um Biden's onset Alzheimer's onset Alzheimer's. Uh, yes. like I said, I'm on I'm on, on live and my boy Bruce said but we got Trump who can't even lift the cup and walk down a ramp. Like his people, his base could not give a damn about that. And then if you think about it, I think Trump is older than Biden. Someone He's back check that for me. He's not.
2: I'll look it up. Here's Make my sure thing. Let me, but they're both old. They're both ask, they're
0: they're very,
2: this. very old. Well, they're both in, uh, Biden is older, period. But Trump is, they both still old. But let Let's me ask y'all about, this. Right? And, and please One be five honest. to 74. Four. Um,
1: and Joe is seventy-seven.
2: He uh, looks great for his age. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we nonetheless, we saw him at 11. We got a picture. I got a <laughs> picture with him. I have no problem with Joe. Yeah. Him being uh, Obama's vice president don't matter worth a damn to me because I'm not a big Obama fan. But it does matter to a lot of people. Agreed. Yeah. But let me ask you all this. Let me try to clarify this. If and try to be honest, this is straight no chase of the podcast. Okay. If you were a white person. Okay, you are a white person with all that that entails. You can. Are you really trying to tell me that you would be more in favor of Biden with his multiculturalism, with his progressive agenda, with his Democratic Party? than you would Trump, who is flat out saying, I don't like them tearing down the statues. I don't like them trying to do this to our history. I don't like them trying to do this, that and third Um, white people vote for me, blah, blah, blah you would not be appreciative of that? No, because at the end of the
1: day, if I'm a person of value... There you go. go Let me finish. I white, I think, you act like people that are white and don't have values. Go ahead, Kelch, you finish, there are, people, there are people who are white who don't look like you and me, who have values, and they <laughs> may not subscribe to Trump's value system. The dude literally is is trumping, no pun intended, for people who committed treason. In in that time frame, in that in that era, if you committed treason, the penalty should have been you should be hung or put to death. It was death by by whatever means necessary. Are you talking also, about the Confederacy? Yes. Mm-hmm. People who statues that are that are erected, these people are traitors. And I think the, for real, they should. The statue should have never even been put up. Okay. But you think? Um, do you think? You think? You think in in Germany they have statues of of uh, or even places that that Hitler uh, invaded? Do they have
2: statues of him or any people that worked for him, supported him? I've done you know, a little do bit. Of, no, they don't. They do, not, they do have um, memorials to all these people because they. Germany is a totally different subject. They don't want to forget their history, all that other good stuff. So Auschwitz and uh, Dachau and those types of places remain exactly as they are, and they want people to remember that the way that they do their education system is different. Germany is just totally, totally different culturally from America. Cannot be compared, period. So after I'm the, Civil war, I'm not Recon- the Civil War, all the Civil War memorials is not about the Civil War, it's about reconstruction. I'm not comparing
1: the war. Yeah. What I'm comparing is the, the memorial and the and the the salute of what these people represented. He's 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 fighting to maintain the status yeah. quo.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but it's funny. You think white folks don't want that? it's funny and that's not his heritage like he's he he's a new yorker he ain't from the south you know he's an mm-hmm. aristocrat Genuine. Yeah. so it it just it's funny i look at it like this um not all white folk across the country is gonna vote for trump no not
2: not, i'm not saying all i said the majority I,
0: I i can't i can't even say that i can't i mean all i know is he's not gonna win mm-hmm is going to be a landslide defeat. We'll have Biden for four years. Then there'll be some medical situation as to why he can't continue. And then we'll have our black, our first black woman president. Because, because actually I don't even know if Biden's going to make it out the first four years. So we'll probably have our black, our first black woman president and and she'll be running for president after four years.
2: I think that once again, gentlemen, you all are, wonderful people, and you are very positive, optimistic people, and that's great. I hope that I am totally, totally wrong. Ra, I hope you're totally, totally right. That said, the all of this, the memorials and stuff like that were all erected in after the Reconstruction era, not right after the Civil War, because they right. wanted to um, change the culture and they wanted to idea, idea, idealize, I don't know what the word would they be. They
0: weren't all erected after. Um, Not
2: all, but the majority.
0: It was, it was Reconstruction, and then there was another peak um, when you get into civil so, rights. The civil rights. Civil right. rights, black power movement, there was another peak. of so, um,
2: In other words, Rasheen, when black people uh, organized and approached the system and tried to get power in the Reconstruction era, it was immediately followed by an uptick in white, uh, superiority and politics and all of the other good stuff. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. And it wasn't that they was trying to
0: get that. It was a ch- like, we, we had more black oh, people right? in elected yeah. positions across the, the country. Yeah.
2: Totally agree with you. So after reconstruction, they did it, they did it during the civil rights era. And now here we are in a frame, in a time where black people are trying to organize and do this, that, and the third and y'all not think that white people, people are going in.
1: Excuse me. It's not just black people.
0: It ain't, that's, that's that's one big difference. Okay. It ain't just us. Now, they they may have motives, you know, who knows, but mm-hmm. they're there.
2: History is a teacher and history has shown us that when black people organize and politicize that it is uh, met with a fierce white backlash. They don't like that. Again, John, I I made this
1: comparison before and I'll make it again. The current generation ain't the same generation that even we grew up in.
2: Uh
1: Our heroes were quiet, get along. I'm looking at, I'm thinking about like our sports heroes, right? Uh We didn't come up in the Muhammad Ali era. It was like the MJ's of the world, the Charles Barkley's, et cetera. I'm not a role model. It's, I'm trying to get paid. Uh Right now they looking at LeBron James. All of these, the, the the women's Olympic team, soccer team, WNBA players, all these people that are active socially, and they they ain't with the same BS. Mm-hmm. So I think that from a from that standpoint, like they're looking at all of these different, they're, they're they're idols, so to speak, making statements and giving them reason to to take action.
2: Stuff is changing, bro okay young people don't vote old people do and hey gonna people say repeatedly? And, let,
1: and let keep 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 listening to your boy open everything up they ain't gonna be around to vote on november 5th november 3rd or whatever it is right i mean speaking
2: of we broke so sixty
1: thousand cases today that's crazy
2: thousands i mean we keep hitting new records seems like every day so we're gonna we're gonna make we pipe Gonna make 150 by the time the election comes around. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, Trump says that any school district that does not open up, he is going to do what he can to withhold funds from them. He told the CDC to go back with your guidelines, redo them so that the schools feel more comfortable opening in the fall, regardless of the uh infection rates or whatever. He yeah, wants I think people see, I, don't, I don't think people are blind, man. I think people.
1: Are looking at this and like man this dude is really this dude up the tank like that's 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 wild bro
2: is that the um is that generally the vibe that you get when you go out to the grocery store do you hear people kind of like man oh trump gets on my damn nerves in texas or, people don't really talk about yeah it. Like, I, I don't really see ironically
1: nobody has like trump stickers or bumper stickers no nothing on their house anything like that in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. i don't see anything around us that has like any trump paraphernalia um
2: i think
1: it's it's only like two cars that i've seen over the last you know four or five months i think if you get into the rural areas of texas you may see a little bit more but i live i live right outside of dallas so in, in those areas it's a little bit more metropolitan it's a little bit more I'll say liberal um, hmm. versus conservative as a, as relates to the greater part greater part of texas mm-hmm. so people don't talk about him people looking around like man we don't know what the hell is going on you just gotta you gotta fit for yourself i don't think
2: people like that most people try to avoid talking about their politics their religion and how much money they make but in the end as we saw in the last election Majority of these people are definitely going to vote for him. He will get uh, enough of Latinos and just enough black people. Um, and uh, 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 like Ross said, a tidal wave for Biden. I just cannot possibly foresee that.
0: Nonetheless, landslide.
2: Landslide. I think black like men will vote for Trump before black women will, unfortunately. That's what the statistics say.
0: Yeah, black women aren't going to vote for Trump.
2: Not in any significant numbers. Yeah,
0: no. black women are. They, uh, electorally, they always do what's right.
2: They always vote. For why, the Democrat. why don't we
0: do what's right then? They
2: because always vote for the Democrat. Oh, well, I, I'm not going to let that slide. Do, voting for the Democrat is not necessarily what's right. They are voting for the Democratic Party, and they are definitely uniform and lockstep with that.
0: We don't do what's right because we have internalized <laughs> our oppressors' ways, and now we act that out. You know, we, we see... Not
1: by and large, it's a, it's a it's a segment, but, you know, I'm like, man, I, I don't...
0: We see benefit having a man in charge, so we not gonna vote for a woman to be president of the United States. Stupid. I voted for a woman in 2002. I did, too. I ain't got no problem with it. Neil shaking his head because he didn't.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying that shit is stupid not to vote for a woman. That shit is crazy to me. Like, uh, you just stuck on your ways of, like you said, a woman can't run this country. Shit, that's bullshit. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So that sounds good. <laughs> I guess we can leave the political aspect of yes. that for next week. We're gonna go over this over and over and over again until November. And I'm telling y'all, when as soon as they close and they say, "Okay, bang the gavel," this is the person is the president. Y'all already know. Just hit the cash app, give me my bread, and and keep it moving. Anyway. Uh, Neil, I don't know if you had any kind of, Neil, you said you wanted to touch on uh, kind of a emotional thing. Oh, I wanted to tell y'all, the person that I was talking about last week, um, we have not had another discussion, but I think that she is taking our advice. She got back with me and said, I appreciate everything, blah, blah, blah. I haven't spoke to her yet, but I'll get an update on that, and I'll fill you in on it next week. Okay. So, Neil... Neil was like, time out. If give
1: updates, what happened to the chick that the COVID and her boyfriend,
0: right the COVID. I haven't followed up on that. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. They come and they go, man. It is it is. <laughs> but uh Neil, um, so I don't know how you want to do this, but do you want me to kick this off or did you wanna say it or what? You can spark it because you already know. Because it ties okay. into the Dr. Dre stuff, but I ain't want to interrupt you. Right, right, right. So Neil wanted to talk about how you keep the spark in your relationship. Like, you've met the right person, but you've been together with them for a minute. Things might be getting a little complacent. How do you keep it lively? How do you make them want to, you know what I'm saying, stay with your ass? Or in other words, do you agree with that phrase, whatever you did to keep, whatever you did to meet your mate, you gotta do to keep your mate. How do you spice it up? You might have kids, they off to college, Y'all been years together, like Dr. Dre, 24 years. Shit, you may get tired of seeing your wife. or You may get tired of seeing your husband. No, I don't want to go on a date with you. How do you keep that spontaneity and make it happen?
0: Those are two separate questions. If I believe whatever you did to get her, you got to continue to do to keep her, what do you do to spice it up? Those are two separate questions.
2: Well, we'll tackle two. So Mm -hmm. let's let's do the first one. How do you, how do you keep a relationship spicy after years? Raw? You'll go on dates. (laughs) The two married people, (laughs) clearly y'all the successful ones in this. How do you keep it spicy? Define spicy. Do you still go on, do you still go, do you still, do you still have date night? Do you set a time during the week where you're like, it's just me and my wife, forget everything else. I'm gonna do something special what do you do to keep the romance? But but
0: we, we, I mean, people are grown, you know, and they got lives and they got jobs and everyone got to get up before six o'clock in the morning. Um, so you have to be intentional about scheduling time that you're going to have for just the two of you, for me and her, like there are times we'd have to get a hotel room just to get out the house. Um, now in terms of romance, I like, one of the things that she really does, my wife doesn't really vibe with is the Valentine's thing because, you know, it's commercial and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But the other reason, one of the other reasons why she doesn't vibe with it is because she always gets flowers. Like, when flowers are going dead, I'm coming in with new flowers. Like, you know, every once in a while I might slip and she'll be like, oh, I ain't got no flowers. That's once in a while. You know? mm. So if, if I'm continually showing her affection, showing her that I care, like like, that's really never been a concern of mine. Like I, I never had, she never had the, you got to show me that you love me. Mm. What happened? You don't do those things for me. You. Well, you know what she tells me? She's happy to have a husband like me. Yeah. I'm the best husband in the world. I think she'd be lying half the time. She <laughs> but she says it anyway. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I, if, if you struggle with that, it's because you're not being intentional. You're not being, you're not being aware of what's going on. You know, um, you're not cooking food for her. You're not buying her roses. You're not taking out, you're not, you're not doing nothing. Now if you've got a woman who can't be pleased for whatever reason you do everything and it's just not enough. Then you pick the wrong woman.
2: Mm.
1: I think this is an interesting question for us is really just, we communicate. I mean, that's, that's been the, the staple of the relationship. I mean, we was long distance. We would talk, um, now we we talk. I mean, we we do all of those things that Rock kinda of talked about. You know, we have date nights. We're very intentional because you have to be. We got a small child and she ought to change. I mean, in a good way. But, you know, you still have to, you know, do things that make make the relationship the foundation. And we we talked about this before we had kids. I had 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 our little one. At the end of the day we are the foundation of everything that's coming out of this relationship. So we don't put the kid first. It's a priority, but it's not, that's not the, that's not what comes first. What comes first is she and I making sure we're good. And then when we're good, we can be the best parents that we can be for our, for our daughter. Mm. Um, and being good is one individually, making sure you take care of yourself. So I work out, she may work out. We don't work out. We used to work at the same time, but not right now. We do the same workouts. We will decide, you know, what we want to eat. What we want to watch on television, um, especially like during this time, we may go out in, you know, in the backyard, turn the fans on and just, you know, sit out and chill and talk. Um, but it's... I think from a, for anybody, anyone's relationship, you got to know what their mate or your spouse or your whoever you're dating, know what they're into. Uh, we didn't talk about, we kind of alluded to love languages a few episodes ago. We never really got into that whole conversation. But if you know your person's love language, then you can do things to satisfy that. Um, and they can also, in turn, do things to satisfy yours and collectively, you know, make each other happy. Now, Is every day like 100% perfect? Hell no. Nah, I don't know what the fuck is. Um, but I think if you're an adult, you know that things won't be perfect and nothing... I don't think anything lasts forever. I'm not saying I'm trying to get a divorce. I'm not saying she is either. But one of these days, I'm going to die. She may die. but um, she will die. and we're not gonna die at the same time, God willing. So, you know, we, we operate and function in a way that we live all our moments to the fullest as best we can. So mm-hmm. hopefully that answers the question.
2: I got a, a, a let me get a little follow on question. I hear what y'all are doing to keep the spice. I love it, that's wonderful. What are your wives doing? And I mean, I'm assuming clearly they doing something, but what do they do to keep the spice going on their end? For you, you know what I'm saying? None of your business. I'm not saying, what, what? Suddenly, okay, I'm not saying get deep into, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. I know what you mean, John, but you just said it the wrong
0: way. I, I, think, I think Keltrick had a very good answer. <laughs>
2: it's not,
1: It's literally none of your business. Like, if your question is what do other people think their wives should do, I can answer that question. But what my wife does to make me happy is nothing. Uh,
2: in general, which, okay, so not you specifically and not you, Rasheed, but like, what is it? So basically, let me summarize what y'all said, what I heard. You he was like, I, I I communicate, we talk, um, I, you know, I just do whatever it is that she likes, whether that be buying flowers or spending yeah, time it. or whatever it may
0: be, right? Correct. Yes, that's what I said. That's not what I said. That, that's I spoke about my experience.
2: I'm, I'm I'm trying to bring yes. Okay, so generally, all right. So both of y'all together. That said, there's two people in the relationship, and I'm not speaking specifically. What do you about do to the make your woman happy?
0: I, and I think we using we using the wrong, wrong 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 word.
1: I agree. it's, it's ridiculous. What you what you, the way you phrase these questions.
0: How you, you asking about spice? Like spice is what maintains a healthy relationship. It, no, just, what I am asking is that's that was the question.
2: So let us start from the beginning. We said how do you maintain? Oh, Come on, Ryan. How do you do the spice? How do you keep it lively? How do you stay connected? In other words, is that fair to say, Neil? That's kind of what the question was, right? I I, I, I you know what? Let me help you. Let me let me let me put in a different yes, perspective. Yes, you do that. Okay. Just, just ask them. Let's put him in a, a different perspective. I like what Keltrick said sometimes eventually uh, in other words how do you prevent something from running its course cuz like when you get married you're like hey this is the person I want to be with for the rest of my life but if that spice or that romance you feel is starting to disseminate like with the doctor let me let me get
1: this around let me get this one. please all right the divorce people on the, on the, on the, on the thing yes I'll that question what would you do different to, to maintain your relationships now that you don't have any more, mm-hmm. what would you do different? Not a damn thing. Be good. In my
2: house, what would y'all do different? For me, communication was a factor. I ain't gonna lie, it was a communication for me and I was a workaholic. So I believed in like, you know, always doing odds and ends jobs, always working, always grinding. And sometimes she was like, fuck work, just stay home and chill with me. But my mindset was just like, now nah, I gotta work because in my mind, if I wasn't working, if I wasn't hustling, that's gonna cause beef. Whereas sometimes, like you said, communication, if I just listen to my lady, or my lady at that time, you know, sometimes they'll tell you. Sometimes they tell you. 99.9% of the times, I think your lady will tell you what she wants. But my mind was so programmed on work bills, work bills, work bills. I never believed in taking days off. We being totally transparent. Keltrick and I talked about this. I used to work so hard, I never took vacations. Keltrick told me that was a big ass no-no. Like, how can you be married that long and you never, like, planning a vacation to get away from the work hustle was never one of my things. Because I was like, work, pay the bills, we got kids. Work, pay the bills, we got kids. And I'm sure I'm sure that caused a detriment to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you never planned no time to get away, like how Ron Keltrick was going away and said, you know what? Fuck work. We're going to go away for this week or two weeks. Nah, I didn't. So looking back in retrospect, just pay attention to what she was saying. And with mm-hmm. the whole love language, I used to celebrate birthdays. I used to celebrate, y'all know how I am. I celebrate birthdays, anniversaries. Yo! She was thorough. She told me, she was like, nigga, fuck a birthday. We paid a bill. And I'd be like, damn, for real? You don't want nothing for your birthday? She'd be like, "Nah, the bills is paid. I'm good. I'm happy with that. So if I'm going out trying to buy this and buy that, she's like, I don't need that. But my love language is giving you gifts, celebrating and that. and you know, I never, I never took time to understand her la- love language, so that was my detriment. Is it that you didn't take time, or you didn't listen? Both. Both, because, because, if wait, what'd you say? Did she listen to yours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She did. Not, not necessarily in the beginning, but now nah, she did. I think, honestly, being, re- being totally. uh, Vulnerable. I think she paid attention to mine more than I did hers, and that that caused detriment too. This is real shit. Hey man, listen. We
1: all, you and I, have talked about this when when you and her came to my house in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, even afterwards, I think that. And John, I'm not letting you up the hook. I don't want you to answer the question too. I ain't.
2: Not asking the question. I can tell you what I'm gonna say. I'm not changing the goddamn thing. I'm better off right now. Something I have to hear, and that's not a disrespectful thing. I have all the respect in the world for my ex-wife. However, um, no. But Neil, continue. <laughs> no, I was done. Couch was talking. <laughs> Yo, he dead stone face like I'm done. I ain't got shit to say. <laughs>
1: Oh, wait a minute. I got, I can't let y'all on the hook with that. Hold up. So
0: Time out. Hold on. <laughs> now nah, let him finish, y'all. Let him get it out. Don't be trying to scapegoat. Let, y'all. Me, let me let me say I can respect that because that's for me is a mark of maturity. Like, no, I'm not gonna try to do anything to keep this thing going. We recognize it ain't what it's supposed to be, and we're going our separate ways. No, I'm it I I, I
2: I'm so, talking John. This, My uh, divorce was finalized in 2013. It's now 2020. It was seven years ago. And actually it started in like 2010. You know what I'm saying? And it just took us three years to finalize it. So you're talking about something that was 10 years ago. You're saying in 2020, what would I have gone back to do to save that in 2010? Knowing what I did. That's not what he said. That's not what I said. What are you saying? I said, what would you do? What would you have done differently
1: to have prevented, I didn't say it this way, but I'm saying it right now, this way. What would you have done differently to prevent some of the, the obstacles that you faced in the marriage?
2: Zero. Oh, I, you know what, I take that back. I take that back. Um, this is the Straight No Chaser podcast. I should have been more selfish. I should have been more concerned with what I I agree, I
1: agree with you, actually.
2: Yep. Nonetheless, I did not do that. And because of the things that I did, things played out the way that they did. It had to happen the way that it did. All of that had to go, I had to go through all of that. I did it. Now here we are 10 years later, I would change nothing. You sacrificed a lot. I, I, I
1: agree with you hundred percent.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: what you got on this?
0: Uh, you good? I, 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 I'm good because i really, I don't, I oftentimes don't like getting into conversations about relationships. In a group setting, because I, I tend to piss people off. Because um, <laughs> folks have this idea. Piss them
2: off. We need that.
0: No, I, I'm, i no, for real. Like, we we so wrapped up in the romance and the spice that we forget about the respect. We, we we forget about that, the 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 simple fact that you about to grow old. Like, if 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 you think in marriage, you about to grow old with somebody. It take work. That it's every day it's um, hard. Every, every day it's it's a conscious decision every day you wake up and one of the things like like um we were talking with another couple and and there's something wife, my wife said that that she intentionally makes sure that everything she says to me is said through the prism of love mm. even when she's upset with me she tries to say it in such a way that, that it, it, whatever comes out her mouth can't be mistaken for anything but love mm and folks they don't they don't do that they like they, well, you, you you gonna hear what i gotta say
1: nah. you can't take it back once you say it bro you can't take it
0: back you can't so people 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 pick the wrong folk they get upset with who they pick and then they beef about it with everyone and their mama and i'm like well you picked up like, let you me ask your question dude. then do
2: you think relationships
0: is like a trial and error because there's no manual to this shit. so it's
2: almost like it is a Trial and error. You gotta. I
1: would say a relationship is an agreement you reach with somebody, right? You no different than what you do with your kids. You train your kids. They they train you to some extent. It's a mutually, uh, it's a mutual engagement. It's a symbiotic relationship of sorts. It's dependent on one another. In your mate or your spouse or whoever you're dating, in the beginning, people come as individuals, and you figure out how to merge together and work together and build towards whatever you want to build to, build towards. I would say for me personally, there's been a lot of adjustments, changes, edits, updates that I've had to make, I would say, for, say the same thing for my wife, to figure out how to make this work. And we didn't even live together before we got married. I mean, we just didn't, we didn't want to do it that way. Some people want to do that kind of thing. Um, and I tip my, again, I go, it goes back to my, my thing last week, you make it how you want to make it. Mm-hmm. And if you can communicate what you want, how you want to make it, then figure that, you can figure it out. I, I have very simple rules. I, I, told, I think I told you, Rasheem, what I what I was told before I got married. And that's in our honeymoon, some dude said to us, listen, whatever you do, just go home first. If you do anything, else, just go home, make sure home is good, then you go out. And so f- for the last 10 years we've been married, whenever I go out, I always go home first, make sure everything is good, you situated, you straight? Anything you need? Nope. All right, this one I'm, I'm about to go out, and that's that. That is part of one of the effective strategies that I've that I've leveraged. But you know what? I've,
2: I've I've noticed, and maybe everybody to each his own. I think a lot of people when we're growing up, we're under the guise of forever, ever, 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 and yeah, it sounds good. But some shit is just predestined to run its course, whether it's six years, sixteen years, whatever. I mean, the forever ever sounds good, and it's amazing if you can have it. But at the end of the day, like shit, if we was just meant to be for these sixteen years, and we have our memories and we gotta go, okay. And because sometimes you fighting to keep it, it's like no, it was already predestined to just be these sixteen. You fight to keep it, it is gonna make it a miserable twenty. So you know, if you can find
0: forever, ever, cool. If not, shit, enjoy it while you got it. Please, Rob. So here's my here's my my thinking on that. Um, It goes back to the communication piece that Cage touched on. Like you got, you got to communicate, you got to understand what the rules of your relationship are and you got to play by those rules, right? So when you get with somebody, um, yeah, it could potentially be forever, forever, or it could potentially be for a limited period of time, but what'll ensure that you get closer and closer to forever after is if you continue to play by the rules that y'all set.
2: Facts.
0: Like, like, yeah, y'all could break up in 10, 15, 20 years, but don't you do something stupid to accelerate that. Facts. Don't you be disrespectful, call out a name, smack upside her head, and, and make her unhappy every time she see you coming home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, there, there are things that we do that contribute to the downfall of relationships, and then we want to say, well, it's just because the relationship wasn't meant to be. Now, I do believe, because it's something I said in the prior episode, that I do believe that relationships are meant to be breakups until you get to that person you're going to ride out with. So it is, to a certain extent, trial and error. But that shouldn't absolve you from being um, being responsible.
2: No, no, I wasn't saying it in that aspect. I'm just saying in this I, concept, if you put everything that you have into it, heart, body, and soul. Well, you didn't put everything you had into it, though. No, 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 I'm just throwing out there. I'm saying if, if you put, I wasn't talking about mine, I'm saying in general, if you put everything into it, heart, body, and soul, but there's an expiration of 16 years.
0: More like more likely than, than, than not, if you There put you go, that's what I said, John, there you go.
2: People change. So like, all of this, you could bend over backwards and twist yourself into a damn pretzel for somebody and vice versa. Circumstances and people change. Gentlemen, Back. I strongly urge Back. you, 10 years from now, Let's have this conversation again. Y'all are going to be dramatically deeper people than you are right now. Yeah. It will be different. Is that a 20-second timeout?
0: You <laughs> have said on a number of occasions that people don't change. They get deeper, deeper they people. Deep. But you just started this by saying people, people change. change.
2: They change in, in that they get deeper. Oh, I, it's I, they, I, it's like, we're like Pokemon. I've
0: Without yeah, you used the Pokemon. No one here plays Pokemon but you. Or That's watch sad. it. It's very sad. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is I'm I'm offering up that ain't nobody change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We just refuse to look at the person who was in front of us. We put blinders on. Then one day we open our eyes and be like, oh my God, oh you've changed. No, that was a person you got with. But her behind was fat. She had a nice body. She was cute she did certain things to make your toes curl. So you look past the fact that she had all these red flags. Now, all of a sudden, when you get tired of whatever you was getting tired of, and, and you see the personality for what it is, they've changed. No, it was always like that.
2: I don't think people can change. I think they get deeper, but I do think change in that maybe maturity is the better way to say it. Growth, whatever you want to call it, but- Or then, what would you call it? it? Oh, my you, bad. You, but, you do a whole lot. From 30 to 40, you do a whole lot, from 40 to 50. If you're blessed to get to 60, that's just how it is. So the person that you are at 40, you're going to be dramatically different, hopefully in a better way, when you're 50. That's just life. People get
1: angry as they get older sometimes.
2: Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you got less uh, patience for the nonsense. Sometimes you like, I think also what happens is that people don't know themselves. So you've been with somebody, and as time goes on, you get a deeper understanding of you. Maybe they didn't change enough, or maybe they didn't do enough, or whatever, whatever, but really, it is you that you're upset with, and so on and so forth, and everything is an individual case, and blah, 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 missing you know, the idea that I didn't do enough, or that my ex-wife didn't do enough. It just simply was time. Or even sometimes you have those rare, be- beautiful episodes where you may have grown apart after 15 years, you take a break, you come back, you get married again for some reason, like you said. You get older, you grow apart, but then you realize, oh shit, okay, you really was the one for me, but for whatever reason, after 10, 15 years, we needed a break. You get that break, when you come back, you're stronger than ever, and then you are on that forever, forever, so sometimes you just do grow apart. You can't stop that. I don't know why the setup is, for, like, this, this is a real good question, and I don't know if we got enough time to really get into this, because I am curious. What do you all feel is the benefit of being married as a man? KG, don't even don't even say it because you're gonna be like, I don't get the question. <laughs> what is the benefit of being married as a man to you, Keltrick, Neil, Rasheen? What, what was your, what was your answer be to your question? <laughs> it's fair though you, you posed it my, answer, my own question is that um aside from the tax benefits aside from the financial benefits of having a second income and all that other good stuff um I think that it is extremely helpful uh, to have that person that you can depend on psychologically mentally emotionally you know um the things that I have missed during this time of me being single are Like there's times where I'm like, yo, I've got something going on in my life or whatever. And I did not have that one person that's like in it with me and totally wants the best for me and blah, blah, blah. And so we got to come together and come to a solution. It's just been whether good or bad, me. And whatever decisions I make, that's the way it is and blah, blah, blah. However, I made it that way, infinitely prefer it to be that. So I get it. So that's why i was asking y'all because i don't really see that much
0: so so for me for me um married Rasheen is infinitely more happier than i have ever been Mm. i am healthier i am way more healthier even with the the medical conditions i got right now i'm way more healthier than i've ever been i have a set a, a a sense of ease that i have not had probably my entire life. They had been, I had been living with anxiety and not even knowing it, mm. anxiety gone. Like these these are tangible benefits as a result of being married, but not necessarily married, but married to the person I'm with. Like, so really the marriage ain't the, ain't the thing, it's the person I'm married to. Like I, I married a person who's been able to help me in so many ways so that I can be happier, healthier, mm-hmm. Less anxious. Like for me, that's a win-win. That that's a complete win, because mm-hmm. I know if it was someone else, mm, that wouldn't be the case. You know, so that's why I'm I'm a strong proponent of who you choose. Mm-hmm. Who did you choose? I I have dated a, i have dated enough for three four grown men. So mm-hmm. I I have dated enough. So I I have a, a healthy sample pool and i understand that the personality types you pick will largely impact the type of um your condition of living
2: mm. facts Thanks, sir.
0: Okay. interesting you all right
1: y'all y'all know me very well pre my wife pre us dating y'all y'all know me and i would say the benefit of this version of me is, is it is it represents the best version that I can present. Mm. Y'all know the changes that I've made, that I've undergone, um, purposely, intentionally, because I would say my wife helps me be better. Um, it it presented an, an opportunity, but it presented me with a level of focus that i i didn't have it gave me a sense of purpose she gave me a sense of purpose that i lacked clarity that i lacked um and she was like a true friend and not in the sense that i see y'all as friends but like a, a person that in addition to telling me what what would hurt but we can argue and and then not be uh pain if that makes sense so the communication the ability to kind of just share and open up um what we've experienced together i mean it's the benefit is is each other like i push her to be her best version of herself in my opinion i hope i do for what she says you know it helps um, we're both healthier to ross point financially i mean we okay you know, we ain't, we ain't hungry and um there's real love and, and friendship there. So I don't I don't know if all of those things would exist in the capacity that they do if it was somebody different.
2: Were you by yourself? It's
1: real. Say that again. Or if you were by yourself. Yeah, by myself, I would I don't I don't always make I have the ability to, to be impulsive. I'm a Sagittarius, you know what I mean? And, you know, there's a lot of things and she'll be like, hey, you know, let's think about this for a second. And I'll be like, and, I, and once I think about anything, I, you know you know how I am, I, I, I kind of get into my own hands sometimes or I can be very quick to just be like, oh, right, let's do this. And she's like, well, let's hold on for a second. And the way she does it, it's kind of funny. And I, I don't even realize she's doing it until it's actually done. and. She has really good judgment. She has good instincts, Mm -hmm. and together, between her caution and my impulsiveness, we always come to the right place. And other people who would indulge in my impulsiveness, I can be very compelling in whatever I say. I think most of the time, and she just like ah, that's not that don't make a lot of sense. And she's a she's a self thinker, and she, she just gives me good balance, man. Just great balance, and. For somebody to do that for you 24-7 outside of your friends who only get a snapshot of your decisions, it's just she's a she's a she's like a she's my wife, she's a friend, she's my lover, she's my helpmate. Like we are, she's
2: she's my partner. That's real. That's definitely real. Well, with me, I keep it simple. At that time when I got married, I think I married my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all know, y'all know my situation. First day I met her. I was inseparable ever since that day up until the wedding, you know, but along the course of the marriage, the way it fucked up was, it was on my part, because I didn't, I didn't evolve as a husband or a man, you know what I'm saying? I was still stuck in some bullshit ass ways, whereas a woman, she's looking to her husband for X, Y, and Z, and whether it's a crutch or an excuse, I used to tell her all the time because she came from a stable family where she had mommy and daddy. Me, it was just me and my mother. So she knew what it was to see husband, father, whatever. So she looked for those in me. I didn't know it was a learning process. Mm. And it's not like, ooh, we can make a mistake here and I'll fix it up here. No, that shit don't go like that. So the marriage fucked up basically on me, but for her, I looked at her as my best friend, but how long can you go to keep her your best friend before they got chuck you to chuckle the deuce and be like, I love you, but I gotta go. So that was that Woo. was that was that, that was well, my <laughs> I'm just like you said, this is straight no chaser. I am I'm, I'm keeping the eye. So that was that 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 was to my deficit, you know what I mean? And it's like at that particular time, I didn't have a lot of homies around me as positive as y'all are to say, dog, do this, do that. I thought, you know. You can learn from your trial and error, but there's a limit on how much mistakes you can make in a marriage before your mate, your husband or wife gets frustrated and it's done. I mean, like at the end of the day, like I said, we're cool now. We're in a better place now than we probably were in the marriage. And the beautiful bonus about this, I got two of the best girls I could ever ask for. So, you know, I learned as I go. I, I learned over those 13 years. Damn, yes, 13 years. I don't. I don't regret it. I think she's an amazing mother. We still cordial. John, John been with me through a couple of episodes that he was like, dog, you know, but I don't, I don't regret it, but I'm also, I know for myself, I'm looking forward to getting married again. I'm not rushing it. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen tomorrow, but I know that I'm going to get married again. So when it happens, it's going to be right.
1: How are you going to get married when you don't trust people you said earlier today?
2: I'm learning to. It's a slow process. God ain't done with me yet. He'll work on that. He'll work on that. Thank you. Thank you. I know is just messing with me right now. Well, as we end the little episode, that was deep. That was that was damn deep. I want to that's beautiful. Well, on that note, I think that is a wrap for the Straight No Chaser Podcast. Again. (laughs) Therapeutic. What's up?
0: Therapeutic tonight. I ain't gonna lie, it was. Yeah. So my final word: um, If you know me and you ain't got Black Rabisi yet, I, I don't know, man. We not cool. So mm. all y'all out there, and if you don't know me, get get Black Rabisi. Five stars. What
2: is Black Rabisi? We don't know what that
0: is. Go to Amazon.com, look Black Rabisi up. It's one of the most thrilling novels, suspense novels, set right here in DC that you will ever read. Mm. Check it out. Read the comments. I was very impressed. And that's not because you my friend,
1: but I was like, man, this joint is tight. And then, we, unfortunately for y'all, we got we got a personal read. one one. That was a Thanksgiving ride.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I got a, I got an autograph copy. I got a personal read. There's a whole set. It's like like thirteen people in my house. Rasines on the chair in front of my fireplace, and he's read. I was like, this is dope. It was it was it was. I was so happy for you in that moment. Man, I was like, man, my brother is reading his own book. It was it was
2: nice dope, nice. 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 Pretty tight. I got my copy.
0: Yep. Well Neil don't got his copy. I will. There you go. So I can't even expect strangers to get it if my own man's so don't got it. That's all right.
2: Man. You, know what? you know what? Hold up. I will apologize to you as my brother and I love you, and I'll put it out there to America and everybody else. It'll be ordered before we view each other again next week.
0: It's on Prime, so you'll have it in two days.
2: But I'm saying by the time we get on the you next week you will say my brother has ordered his copy
1: there you go a good read so i read it i read we went to hawaii uh, a few years back nice nice. And my nice. last word is i just want to say i love y'all i love the people who listen to it um this is not done for financial gain this is really done for the love of just these other three brothers on the screen and um the genesis of this is really just kind of out of covid and the quarantine you say hey man let's get together and record this and see what happens And if if y'all like it, share it with your friends or whoever. And uh, just, you know, we appreciate you listening. And I appreciate kind of having this discussion with my my fellas. So, love y'all,
2: bro. And I will say this. um, I guess, like Keltrick said, this was a really good show tonight. All our shows are good, but I I really like this one. And this is, in essence, my therapy. I really don't talk to people other than these um, wonderful fellas y'all see on the screen right here. So whether it's when we do the show together or whether it's offline or whatever the case may be, this is my therapy. This is us being vulnerable and transparent, letting you into our world. And this is us just appreciating y'all. I thank all y'all listeners and keep listening. We got more great things coming.
0: John, take us home. That's it.
2: I mean, um, Straight No Chase of the podcast. Where can they find us? Anchor, iTunes. Spotify, YouTube, all of the above. Um, Yes, so next week- IG Live. Facebook, IG Live, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Everywhere that you find podcasts, we are out there somewhere. So straight with an eight, no chaser, the podcast. Look us up, like it, subscribe, share it, all of the above. Uh, And I mean, that's, that's, that's roughly about it, man. You know, and so we'll see you next week.
0: Straight, no chaser.